This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I'm Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 25th, episode 2146, brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Well, on today's show, Monty Roberts graces the podcast to talk about baby foals and thoroughbreds. Auditor Jacqueline Burke joins in to tell us all about her horseback honeymoon in South Africa. Super cool. And Leslie Wiley chimes in with a new batch of equestrian problems. Thank you, Jemmy. Appreciate it. Well, we have to congratulate the winner of the 2019 Road to the Horse World Championship of Colts starting, and it wasn't Vicki Wilson. She lost for the first time. It was Nick Dowers. Uh, it was a direct competition between Nick and Vicky. They each did two horses. Apparently, one of Vicky's horses had trouble in the obstacle course at the end, uh, wow. and Nick's went right through. So uh, they said it was really fun to watch this year. We had some listeners there. Uh, they also had a wild card competition, so they had Nick and Vicky against each other, and then they had the wild card competition, which was three people against each other. So all day you got to watch training. You got to watch like five different trainers all day. Um, and Wade Black was the winner of the wild card competition, but uh, apparently it was a lot of fun and everybody had a good time. So congratulations! I've watched Nick train a couple times at Road to the Horse, and he is he is a good trainer. I mean, he's quiet. He's uh, you know. He's kind of a quiet guy anyway, and very laid back, very cowboy, very laid back, very quiet. And he, his training is that way. So it was probably interesting to watch he and Vicky, who also is, you know, obviously very quiet trainer. But uh, congratulations uh, to both of them. Now it's Daily Winnie time. Well, happy birthday to auditors Alicia Barden and Leslie Covington. Their birthdays. Happy birthday to both of them. And also a big congratulations to one of our hosts, the host of the eventing radio show, Liz Holiday Sharp, continues her domination of eventing here in America at the Carolina International. Her horse, Fernhill by Night, who I'm sure we're going to see at uh, Land Rover, was a winner, was the winner of the four star and De Niro Z. 
came in second place. She had first and second place in the four star. That's amazing. Both Three finishing star. on the dressage scores and uh, breaking records, apparently, for Carolina International. So uh, she's going to be one to really watch at uh, Land Rover this year. And congratulations yeah, I'd say to her. so. And, you know, for those that don't know the background on her, she was a Formula One race car driver for many, many years. Um, she did Le Mans, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, several times. Are you uh, serious? Oh, yeah. I she, didn't know that. Yeah, she's a big race car. That's how first interview we ever had her on was like 10 years ago on Stable Scoop. It was because we had a badass woman uh, kind of show, and she was on because she was still racing at that point. So wow. the horses were just a sideline, but she liked eventing because it also went fast. Um, and then she was a commentator for Le Mans for many years on TV. Uh, and then she became host, uh, one of the hosts of the eventing radio show about three or four years ago. So congratulations to her. It's really cool. She's not racing anymore, though. I think she's doing eventing full time. Well, my daily window goes out to two. First, it has to go out to Winks, and we're going to play her race for you in just a minute. But I also need to give a daily window out to Dr. Renald Lejulette. He is a professor of equine. Lejulette. Lejulette. <laughs> I like how I said Lejulette. <laughs> like I knew what I was seeing. If you don't know how to pronounce it, you just own it. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, <laughs> say it again. Legiet. Okay, well, Sorry, obviously I still can't say Jemmy's last name either, so it's like... <laughs> well, this doctor is the professor of equine internal medicine at the University of Calgary's Department of Veterinary Clinical and Diagnostic Science. Long name. Good lord, saying, that on his business card would take up the whole thing. <laughs> he's Canadian, he works in a vet school, and he's probably really nice because all Canadians... Are super nice. Um, so basically, he has taken a human tool and made it into a, an equine tool. And basically, it's a, a little tiny camera that they put inside the horse and they can completely follow the inner workings of the intestines, showing them any ulcers or injuries or tumor or sand or bugs and parasites lesions in the small, large intestine, all of very difficult stuff to diagnose. And he has figured out a way. Okay. Here's how you do. It's you, like you 12 hear miles it? long. How does <laughs> the intestines on a horse are long? I know. So here's how they do it. The horse is stalled, has no access to feed for 24 hours. Water's taken away for 12 hours. They put the camera in with like the nasal gastric tube. They tube it down into the stomach and then they reintroduce water and hay. And basically the horse stays in the stall and then the horse, the horse just eats and the camera kind of zips along with the food going through. They've been able to diagnose uh, gastric erosions and ulcerations, mucosal hemorrhaging, submucosal hemorrhaging, sand ac uh, accumulation, parasites, polyps, they said that it will be especially helpful in like chronic colic cases or cases where intestinal tumors are suspected. And basically you have to keep the horse in the stall for at least 24 hours. And in the next one to two days, probably you have to keep it longer than that. They have to, <clears throat> they have to radiograph all the piles of poop to find the camera. <laughs> oh, so it's not on a cord. It's not attached. 
It's no, a, it, remember that old movie, yes, like Inner Space, just where they shrink that. down right. and they drive around inside. The, that's basically <laughs> what it is, except that there's no human that has shrunk down. It's just a camera that gets put into the horse's stomach. It and like, like a little spaceship, if I remember right. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yes. it was Meg Ryan. No one's volunteering for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's volunteering to take the, take the first ride. I think they did an episode of SpongeBob about it. <laughs> um, anyway, so you go in there, and so then they right. have to. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about, Sandy Cheeks. Anyway, they they have to then take all the piles of poop and then radiograph it to see the camera in the poop because I guess it's that small. So anyway, I thought that was fascinating, and I thought it was interesting, and I would love. Okay, to so see- I have this visualization that I have to just say. You know how when they're filming anything, any sporting event in the rain, they keep having to wipe the camera. It's going through poop. Who keeps wiping the camera? Well, it, they're done recording. Ew, by the <laughs> You're right. They do need. They do need a little windshield uh, wipers. Just have a little windshield wipers as it's going and through. <laughs> and the little spray thing. <laughs> they do need Dennis Quaid and Martin Short to shrink down. What was that? And go into this. Turn the wipers on. Completely right. <laughs> okay, so to change topics totally. Um <laughs> I want to hear Winx's race. We have to talk about Winx. She okay. is um ridiculous. And I, I here, oh. spoiler alert, <laughs> she wins again. Again. Number fifty eight thousand. Uh now listen consecutive victory overall and twenty-four grade one wins. So she's won thirty-two races in a row. And 24 of them are the highest of the high. This is the fourth time she's won the George Ryder Stakes at Rose Hill Garden. Now, listen to some of the other horses' names in this race. And they're that the it, best. They're really funny. And we'll see Winks race here on a home track at Rose Hill. Red light. Racing down the George Ryder and Dreamforce and prop response got the best of the starter. Sosie Bonaway well, followed by Brutal Teleplay, Land of Plenty. Winks is staying out pretty wide and Ring-a-ding-ding is the last one. Dreamforce presses on after the first couple of hundred metres. It's looking to get to a clear lead of the 1,200 metres, but it's cast a little bit deep around Sosie Bon and Brutal's booting through. So Dreamforce leads by three quarters to Brutal. Sosie Bon in a forward roll third, then prompt response from Teleplay. Lander Plenty winks up on the outside and Ring-a-ding-dings last of all. <laughs> Dreamforce got to the front now clearly. Brutal came off the fence to sit outside it. Then came Sosie Bond. Prompt response getting closer. Further back to Teleplay. Winks is covering a bit of ground, avoiding the kickback. Then Lander Plenty and Ring-a-ding-ding is the last one. Five lengths from first to last. Dreamforce the leader from Brutal. Sosie Bond and Winks is starting to take closer order in a four-wide position. Then prompt response from Teleplay. Play ring a ding ding getting onto the back of Winks and Lander Plenty's been shuffled back to last. They come around the turn and the George Ryder. It's Dreamforce Brutal. Winks is staying out in the middle of the track and Bowman hasn't moved a muscle. Clear from prop response and Sosie Bon. Now he shakes the rein of Winks and takes the lead from Brutal and Dreamforce. And now she starts to go into overdrive. She's won four Cox plates, four chipping Nortons, and now four George Riders. Here's the World champion Winks, simply invincible, wins it by three lengths to Brutal. Dream- <laughs> you don't hit Winks with the whip, you shake the reins at her. <laughs> she took the long route too. She was on the out, very outside the whole way. She always does, and you're just always like, oh God, it's like, oh, there he goes. 
<laughs> I wish Ring a Ding Ding would have came in second, though. That Ring a Ding Ding. <laughs> There's some great names in that race, and when he says yeah. them, of course, it's they even sound better. <laughs> like... That's so great. That's so great. Speaking of Australian racing, you're going to want to tune in to Retired Racehorse Radio episode number four, which was out this morning because there's an Aussie on that show. There uh, sure and is. And he's in Aussie racing, and he's pretty cool. He was a cool dude. Well, um, if you've seen those viral videos of of the, I think it's a drone following him. There, he's galloping these horses through the, the most ba- pretty countryside you've ever seen. Oh my god, it's gorgeous! But it's so t- it's so different than what happens typically in a uh, training situation where they just run around the track. This guy like runs horses on the beach. Um, I'm trying to find. <coughs> yeah, it's trying to uh, find my own show. Here we go. Uh, we, we did put a link to the videos if you didn't see them in the show notes as well. But you'll find that Retired Racehorse Radio. Another thing you're going to find at Retired Racehorse Radio this time, and we're going to play you a little clip here, is we have an announcement to make. We're going to be doing a listener meetup at Rolex. And, <laughs> dollar in the jar. At Land, jar. Rover, Land Rover, Kentucky three-day event. Uh, and we're going to be doing that meetup uh, with the help of our friends at New Vocations. And we had a chance to, t- or actually... Joy and Jamie had a chance to talk to Sarah from New Vocations about what we're going to be doing and where we're going to be going for the Saturday night or Friday night meetup. Friday night, right? Friday Friday night night. meetup. And we're going to take a listen to that now. Now, what I also want to talk to you guys about is we are going to be at the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. Joy and I were going to do a show there, and um, my horse, my other radio show, Horses in the Morning, we're going to broadcast from there. Now, I've got Sarah on here. You guys are having a party, and everybody is invited. Tell us about it. Of course, they have to buy tickets, but yeah. (laughs) We are, we are, and we would absolutely welcome anybody who's at Land Rover to come out. We actually host this event the Friday night uh, of the last four years. And we call it our open barn and barbecue. And pretty much what we do is we throw open our barn doors. We invite anybody and everybody to come in, meet all of our horses, the ones who are up for adoption and those who are not on the website yet. Uh, They get to walk through, see kind of how we run things, tour our indoor arena, our outdoor arena. We have a big Southern style barbecue that's always absolutely delicious, courtesy of Bluegrass Catering. Um, and we be, we also have an open bar this year. It is sponsored by Tito's Vodka, oh as well God. as Jackson Family Wines <laughs> and West Six Brewing. So we're super, super thankful for all of the community support that we get from there. And now, we since we have actually finished the indoor arena, it's only been finished for two of the years that we've done this, we actually host a demonstration. This year, it's going to be Nick Larkin. He's an international event rider based here in the Bluegrass. He actually won when Rolex, the first year that Rolex, when it was still called Rolex, was a four-star. He was the winner of that year. And he also had won the Adelaide. That's my former yeah. trainer. So this will be exciting. He's an am- that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. When I lived in Lexington, he, he used to come down to Atlanta uh, and teach at one barn inside there. And then I moved up to Kentucky and he helped me with some horses there. Yeah. I mean, the guy's done it all. And um, I mean, including tr- your trivia is always who won the first four star, Nick Larkin and his horse with the very fancy name of Red. Yes, <laughs> I love that. That horse sounds like such a cool dude. Yeah. But Nick has been just, he's just lovely and he's such a proponent of the thoroughbreds. We really want people to come in and 
eat and drink and mingle and meet our horses and listen to the band. And then we welcome everybody into the indoor for an hour long demonstration. Uh, we have usually four to five of our adoptable horses in hand and very similar to just what you guys were talking about. We invite Nick to kind of speak about how the horses are built, what he envisions them doing career-wise. We also have a vet from Haggard there who will speak to any injuries the horse has had, if they're limiting or not limiting, that kind of thing. And then we'll have three to four horses go under saddle and Nick will kind of give, I don't necessarily want to say a mini lesson, but he'll talk about each horse individually and what he sees. And if he were riding them, how he would proceed with their training. So it's it's a super fun night. We know that everybody's worn out from being at Land Rover all day and excited for cross country, but we it's from 5.30 to 8.30 on that Friday night. And we do it at that time specifically so that people have time to finish watching the dressage and then drive the seven miles over to our farm. Well, we're going to do a meetup there. We are going to be hanging out at the event. Uh, all of us, my producer, Glenn, will be there and Joy and I will be there. So come hang out, get some, oh my God, open bar and there's horses to adopt. Horses, oh, food, bar. I mean, it's everything any horse girl wants. Yeah. Drag your husband, <laughs> bring your trailer so you can make sure you adopt the horse that you want while you're there. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, this is this is too it's dangerous. How I, let's be honest here. You've had this party 3 years. How many times have all the horses been adopted that you've shown? I mean, it it's got to be a huge spike in adoptions Rolex weekend or Land Rover weekend. That is. We do in our applications we usually do see a big uptick uptick the following Monday, usually when people get back in front of their computers, they start sending in their adoption applications. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, that's good. Amazing. Well, get smart. Do it ahead of time. Go to yeah, horse. Make sure that you exactly. have a, an approved application on file so that you can use it as your as your interview with the horse. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we waiting for? Horseadoption.com. Where can people go and get tickets to this event? Right on our website, so newvocations.org or horseadoption.com, whichever one you remember best. Go into the tab that says events, then on that drop-down menu, click 2019 Open Barn and Barbecue, and you can get your tickets right there. Open Bar, Barn, and Barbecue. Watch out. is on. And as we said in the clip, uh, Jennifer, Joy, Jamie, and I will be there. Plus, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of listeners there and other friends as well. I also wanted to mention that on Saturday night of Land Rover, the Heels Down girls are having a get-together at, at a restaurant. I'm not sure where. I don't. I think they're still working that out. But that's going to be on Saturday night. I'm going to try and stop in and say hi to them as well. So there's all kinds of things happening around the Horse Radio Network there. And then we always seem to have a meetup uh, at the first jump half an hour before the first horse goes out on course cross country's morning. So keep that in mind too. If you're like, well, I'm so tired. I don't want to go out at night. And you're kind of like acting like an old lady like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you remember, Oh, I it's can Saturday just... nights. It's tough after being walking across country all day. That's, That's the tough very one. True. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, we're going to meet up 30 minutes before the first horse goes out on cross country at fence one. It's just a fun time. I love to go and start at fence one and walk the entire course and watch a horse jump every single fence, maybe a, a couple at certain jumps, but uh, it's a lot of fun. So hopefully if y'all are coming, which we need to figure out who is coming, yeah, we'll uh, let's do a, do a post, post on that or on both on, on horses in the morning and, uh, and the auditor page and find out who is coming. Cause I don't know. We, we, we haven't really, uh, 
tackled that one yet this year. But so, and of course, we will. For those that aren't coming, we will be doing two sh- horses in the mornings, Friday morning and Sunday morning, like we usually do. For, and we thank Weatherbeta for being the title sponsor of that again this year. All right, um, let's talk At a the little. At risk of creating more work for myself, may I suggest you create an actual Facebook event? That Ooh. way, people can share it. That's a good idea. Get on that, that is Jimmy. a great idea. Get on that, Jemmy. you got it she'll have she has you know she's gonna come back to us for what the post because she has no clue she's (laughs) i don't care as long as i don't have to do it i'll answer any question i have to facebook event you know in all the years that we've done this show i don't think we've ever created one of those for anything I don't think we ever have. That's why you pair the big bucks. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's talk, uh, get a little update on mom and baby. How are they doing? Man, I think we're uh, I think we're out of the woods as far as the health concern goes. Um, I haven't had an emergency vet visit. Oh, my God, knock on wood. I haven't had an emergency vet visit in like four days, so wow. that's awesome. That's a record for you. <laughs> I know. Uh, let me continue to reiterate that this is the last time, the very last time I will ever breed a horse it's like the first time is cool second time it's just horrible it's just gross it's nasty it's there's just a lot of ick involved in it and then i have this baby who is the cutest thing ever that i can look at from across the paddock because i can't get close to him because if i get close to him he bites <laughs> and he strikes and he's a demon he's a um i think one of our listeners called it a toothless land shark <laughs> <laughs> And that's why Monty's coming on today. And so, hence, Monty Roberts is coming on in just a minute because I really don't have a lot of experience with foals. I only have experience with one, and that was baby Zara. And if you go back and listen to two years ago now, she was amazing, and she was perfect and super sweet, and all I wanted was a cult. So now I have a cult who, in a very strange turn of events, was born with two descended testicles, which is apparently not very common. So he he's like, and he's got the, the hormones to go with it and all the hormones <laughs> and everything. And his mom, I took a, I, I almost got a video of it. Remember on Friday, we talked about how pink is the kind of mom. Pink is the broodmare where if she was a mom in a grocery store with her nine kids, They'd be running, pulling things off the shelves, knocking things down. And she'd be like, come on, babies. And they'd be like terrorizing every human in there. That's pretty much how it goes. I almost got a video of it, but he's, she's eating her grain and he's just biting the inside of her leg, just biting it, biting it. She'd just kind of stomp and then keep eating. And he's like attacking, viciously attacking her. And she's like, okay, babies, let's stop that now. Okay, quit doing that. Okay, I'm going to go back to eating. Good job. I love you. I love you so much. I'm like, oh my God, make him stop. He's turning into a monster. So she was super protective of him at first. She wouldn't let that baby anywhere out of her sight. And now I fed her this morning and she's in there eating grain and I let him out and he's galloping around in the pasture. She didn't even turn around and look. She's like, whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> it's just so funny. She's so psychotically protective. And now she's like, whatever, go away. Mama needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this. Well, you know, it's oh. funny because we had two, too. And then that was it. That's all we wanted to do. We had two babies when we, I was first really? when we met. And we actually had a stallion that was on the farm for about a month. And we thought, well, we got these two ponies. Why don't we breed them? And uh, it was the same thing. One was super sweet and the other was a total nut job. <laughs> it's like from he's gonna be amazing i, I just have they to come out, out that way like oh yeah. <laughs> it's like 
I mean, Zara came out just, she would just run, run up to you and stop and just want to be scratched and just, oh, I love you so much. And he's like, it's like he bows up. He'll turn around, look at you, like square, straighten the eyes and look at you and just walk towards you. And I'm like, all right, well, like save, it for save it for months. <laughs> I can't help you. Let's, let's have him help you. Uh, so let's talk about Omega Alpha Equine while she's getting Monty on. Well, it is that time of the year um, where you're starting. I've, I've got two things to talk about because one thing I'm going to talk to Monty about is I took baby Groot on his first ever um, field trip. And really, I should have thought a little bit ahead of how stressed he was going to be. I didn't know. He's such a good boy at home. But I really should have considered the chill ultra pace, which is it's, there's no drugs involved. It just it's a calming. They say the function is calming with focus while aiding in muscle relaxation. And it's suggested uses to calm excitable horses, especially those with pre-performance jitters. And so that is one thing that he has kind of the need for, which is just a little something to calm them down. They're just herbs. And then the other thing is it's kind of getting that time where the spring grass is starting to come up. Adrena FX is something that Zeus is on and probably everybody should consider if you do have a horse that could be insulin resistant, could be cushionoid. It basically helps maintain healthy blood sugar and balance the body hormones. It's super easy to give. Zeus eats triple crown light. And then I put 30 cc's of this in it, and it just helps regulate the blood sugar. So that's Adrene-FX. All of them are available at OmegaAlpha.com. They will help you figure out where you can go to find the products closest to you or to get it to you in the mail. So check it out, OmegaAlpha.com. All right, very good. Monty is here. Oh, my goodness. We've got our first guest available. Good morning, Mr. Roberts. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's super early in California. How's the how's the weather? Have you washed away yet? You know, um, is this Jamie? It is. Jamie, tell let me tell you about the weather. We went straight to Norway <laughs> on this last trip. Okay. And that was the middle of winter in Norway. And from Norway straight to Melbourne, Australia. Oh my gosh. which is the middle of summer in Australia. And so the weather in Solvang, you ask me about, it isn't so great, but it's wonderful <laughs> because uh, I was freezing and I was sweating and I was freezing and I was sweating. We went to seven countries and it was um, a real experience as to weather. Weather in Solvang is never to be criticized by me again. <laughs> That's a great the house point. could be washing off the hill and he'll never say anything bad about it. <laughs> no, I won't say a word negative. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I'm going to be joining y'all in a couple of weeks. So now I just need to know what to pack. So we'll, we'll be coming up for the movement and, and uh, visiting for that. But I need a little bit of help. And I know I'm one of your certified instructors. And I hope that doesn't preclude me from being able to to ask questions, training questions <laughs> for myself. It I don't know. Put you in the front of the line. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's that's good because I need all the help I can get right now. Um, so, yeah. Monty, I just recently had a had a I had a baby. Um, it's the you horse had, baby. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, no, I haven't been that long since I've seen you. So <laughs> my yeah, phone, right. <laughs> my foal is now a week old, and he comes right up to you, and when you go to touch him, he becomes a toothless land shark. I I mean. He comes up to you with his mouth open and he doesn't have any teeth yet, but if he had teeth, they'd be bared. And then I push his head to the side and try to scratch his neck. And then he rears up and strikes at me and his mother lets him get away with anything. She's a terrible uh, disciplinarian. So what I go online and I'm trying to find answers to what to do. And, you know, you find the answers with poke him with a thumbtack. You need to lay him on the ground and make him submit. you punch him in the face every time. Well, obviously I'm not going to do any of that. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to ask the man. So yeah. I called your daughter. It's and said, interesting. I need to talk to him. It's interesting because the more I travel the world and, and deal with professors in behavioral sciences, which happens quite often now, the more I realize how shallow the scratches that we've made on equine behavior in 6,000 years, and that the professors themselves um, are without answers. They have a book and they read it. Oftentimes they don't even read the book because Xonophon wrote about um, thigmotaxis, and yet there's nobody that seems to know anything about it. Okay, so here we are. We are creating, let's put us in that position, we are creating a species called Equus caballus. And in that species, we need some really alpha males that can take over a large group of females. And we're going to throw some genes in here, some characteristics in here, that will cause this one to be born alpha. And that one is going to be dreadfully angry all the time about everything when he's growing up. And he will put all horses uh, under his uh, demands. And they will do what he says or he will eat their heads off. And we'll make this little guy this way when he's born so that he grows up knowing that he's alpha. And I have watched Servadi. Jamie, do you know what Servadi is? I cannot say I do. No, sir. My dear. My dear. Okay. The wild deer are Servadi. And in the Servadi, the wild deer that are born, once in a while a male is born that is absolutely aggressive toward all the other deer and even slaps a human around if he gets a chance, particularly at rutting time when his, um, uh, his hormones go up mm -hmm. um, and he gets a bit more of those tendencies that are born in, he will take over. This foal is probably born to be a dominant alpha male. Um, I wouldn't worry about him because you have some news for him shortly. <laughs> when can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you wait until... Uh, uh, stay away from him. Okay. Don't try 
all those things that were suggested to you at all. That will just aggravate the situation. How we've come 6,000 years without realizing that is more than I can stand. But he doesn't need to be jabbed with anything. He doesn't need to be tied on the ground. He doesn't need to be overcome by the dominance of a human being to overcome the dominance of Equus Cabalis. That is doing the same thing over and over again for 6,000 years. That is the definition of insanity. <laughs> and his, he can't help his hormones. This is the way he was born. You cannot blame a horse for anything. It's like blaming the night for being dark. So let's assume that this night of his is dark. What are we going to do to change that? We're going to wait for the daylight. And the daylight will come, A, when no human being causes him any pain whatsoever. That's a good place to be. No, not for him now, because he's dominant. So, you leave him alone as much as you can. I would put the mare with other mares if you have them. I would put the pair of them with other horses if you have them. And, the, and let the other horses do some schooling. Okay. They, they probably will a bit. And when he's about five or six months old, you sharpen your knife and you call your vet and, and you go through castration. Brain surgery. Um, yeah. Yeah, brain surgery. That's, <laughs> that's right. And remember that he's in Oklahoma. That's a different place for a horse to be. <laughs> the, the atmosphere there is a bit masculine, you know, and, and, uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of dominant males in Oklahoma. I'm being facetious <laughs> because Oklahoma is just a, a place on the map and horses are one like the other generally pretty close to one another throughout the centuries. So uh, dominance, force, pain, and demand are never the answer. And as a certified instructor, you've been told that many times, and I'm sure you already know that. And I doubt that you've jabbed him with a nail or you've, you've um, tied him on the ground. No, um, sir. The, and you're the, making this... What? The, the only thing that I've done to him is, unfortunately, enemas and temping, taking his temperature. So pretty much when he sees me, he thinks something's going up his rump. Uh, so I've tried to leave him alone for a little while and let him forget about that. Um, but, you know, you do what you have yeah. to do when they're born. Yeah. Um, actually, his hormones right now are more important than his temperature. Yes, sir. And. Um, <laughs> And if you can be as innocuous as possible and as friendly as possible, uh, protecting yourself at all times, in the clinches especially, um, you're better off. And uh, when those testicles are out of there, I think you'll find a much lesser dominant individual than what you have now. Now, um, possibly... Oh, gosh, I can't even remember his name now, but there was a racehorse in America that had to be castrated at uh, three years of age, or two, two and a half, I think, and um, he turned out to be the best racehorse in America. John Henry. Gelding. 
John Henry. No, not John Henry. Oh. It's it's a horse that was on the East Coast owned by a very wealthy family. Um Kelso. Oh. And um yeah, and so I met Kelso at about 20 years of age in a field as a gelding castrated at two and a half. And they said, oh, no, don't go over by the, close to the fence because he's and here he comes with his ears back and his mouth open. And um, I took a good step back and was very interested in how aggressive he was. And he had one groom that could lead him around um, take him in and out of the barn and, and managed to get by with him. But he was born just the way you're describing. And he remained a, a dominant individual. But remember that two and a half had him uh, in full hormone for over a year mm-hmm. before they decided to castrate him. And you don't want this to happen with your horse. So I think if you go at six months or so, you're going to find that uh, he will change dramatically. Okay, good. I just didn't want to get behind in any of the handling or the training or anything like that. This is all wonderful advice. Thank you so much. I do have one other question, if I may take a little more of your time. Sure, go ahead. Um, okay, so I got a thoroughbred that I have to train for the thoroughbred makeover, and at home he is a dream. I mean, I can almost ride him bridleless at this point. He's so easygoing. When I got him, he wouldn't load at all, and he did race once mm-hmm. or twice, but very unsuccessfully, and did not have a whole lot of experience on the track. He wouldn't load when I got him. Of course, I worked and worked and worked on it, and he loads perfect. And so we went on our first field trip on Saturday. I put my calmest gelding in the trailer with him and we hauled two miles down the road. When we got to the Mm -hmm. facility, he was in the trailer sweating and shaking, even with his friend. I unloaded him and it's a new, it's an event facility. It's he's shaking and twitching and calling out. So what is the best way to a stop trailer anxiety and B to introduce horses to new places safely? Okay, Jamie, I want you to tell me very quickly from the top of your head what was the most important sentence in your explanation of what this horse does. Uh, I believe he's probably pretty remedial in loading. He's had some bad experiences in loading. He wouldn't load, so he had some anxiety about it. Okay, let me tell you for you what the most important sentence you said. We took our first trip off the property. Okay. You took your first trip off the property and you're concerned that the horse made that trip and then was sweating and and it was terrible and he had a friendly horse in with him and why would he ever do this? Well, it was your first trip off the property. Okay. And the the rattling, the banging, the jumping up and down, this crazy trailer goes sideways into my hips and and it's driving me crazy. Good. <laughs> what we're going to do then is, A, we're going to park the trailer somewhere very convenient. And each day, a couple of times a day, starting out maybe three or four times a day, we're going to put a tiny little cup of sweet feed up in the manger there. And we're going to load you and let you eat the sweet feed and take you right out and put you away. 
But we want you to think of this trailer as a wonderful place to be, not a terrible place. And then we are going to do that awful thing of moving it (laughs) and listening to the metal rattle and feeling the tires jump up and down and all the vibration. And we put a friend in with him, someone that he looks over the fence to or someone that he cares about. And we drive out the gate and do a U-turn and drive in the gate and take him out and put another cup of sweet feet in and do it again. And we do it two or three times a day for a week or so, extending the trip that we make each day a little bit. Leave it hooked up to some old pickup or something. And just extend the trip out to a mile or two come back and give him some idea of the light at the end of the tunnel. You know that I worked with a horse in Hong Kong recently that had no light at the end of the tunnel, and this trainer was a demon for this horse. And he did not believe that the finish line was light at the end of the tunnel. And I got there, and I watched 20 minutes of how this man trained the horse, and I said, Ray Charles could see what's wrong here. (laughs) And I created light at the end of the tunnel for him, and he won four and a half million U.S. dollars in six weeks. Now, the guy went right back training him after the four and a half million. He gave him a month off, and then he went right back training him the way he did before, and now he stopped again. And I was on the phone last night with the new trainer because the owner had enough. And... um, I don't know whether I can turn it around again because you can only lie to these poor buggers a few times and they don't believe you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you put him in the trailer and that wasn't a bad place and now he loads really well. And then you did the terrible thing of moving that blinking trailer that rattles with metal that horses never heard of in 50 million years the thing bouncing up and down and me going on a highway with other traffic going by me and everything. I don't like it in that trailer anymore. They have to know it's a safe place. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. And when you come back in, you unload and maybe he won't load again. You have to go through the whole thing again and a little cup of sweet feet and a friend in there with him. And you'll be on cloud nine in a week or so. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect answer. Thank you so much, Monty. MontyRoberts.com. If you have any questions about anything with your horses, go to MontyRobertsUniversity.com. I'm glad you're back safely in the U.S. and that you didn't freeze or burn up in Australia uh, with the the changes. It's amazing. I know. We had a wonderful trip, actually, and I'm going to quantify it today on tape. Perfect. Perfect. And you can see all these things at MontyRobertsUniversity.com. You can follow Monty uh, on Facebook as well. Just search for Monty Roberts. Again, thank you so much, Mr. Roberts. I appreciate it. And I will see you in a couple weeks at the movement. Yeah. And let me know how it goes with this baby. I certainly will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Monty. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, this is going to kill you. A baby in the field you can't touch for six months. You're going to, that's just going to kill you every day. You're going to be out, you're going to be sweating. Actually, I got to tell you, I feel relief. 
And the reason I feel relief is I thought I was getting behind in the handling and the picking up the feed and I got to get this horse done and trained and all this. And just to, for That's him not to the say. the answer you expected, was it? No, I didn't think so. Not just leave him alone, woman. <laughs> Let him have his hormones. He's a little boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I think that that's actually quite nice for me because I always have just such a need to do things. You want to do, do. Things. you want to do, yeah. do 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 you, do. You're now that, I'm, the same as me. We're both the same that way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We want to fix everything. I mean, you're a guy actually at heart because guys <laughs> tend to want to fix things all the time. I think you're a guy. You want to fix things. You and Chad are opposite. Well, uh, I think too the advice on just hook up the trailer every day, three times a day. By you the know, way, put that's exactly what we did with uh, Scooter. By the way, I've been people have been begging for a Scooter update. We have a couple minutes, so I'll do that and tie it in with this. So Scooter wouldn't load either. And he had this habit because he's so small, he would get in the trailer and then try and turn around in the small space. And that got dangerous. So that's what we did. We parked the trailer on the way to his field every day and he wouldn't even get in the trailer. So I would, we would feed him his dinner in the trailer and we'd put a little further in every day. So he'd stop by, he'd get his dinner, but he'd have to go further in every day till we got to the point where he'd go in the whole way and eat it. Well, I did that for about two weeks, and now that little bugger will run your ass over getting into that trailer. <laughs> he just well, again, I got Groot to load. He loads fine. I mean, he's nervous, but I, I just when I first got him, it was, you know, you can when you start a horse training, they're at a zero. But if they've had bad experiences, they're kind of like at a negative number, and you have to bring them back up to zero. And then go from there. So he was kind of at a negative 20 and I had to bring him up to zero and then we were able to train. And so he's, you know, he, he actually loaded fantastic this last time. But like I said, when we got there, I mean, it was two miles down the road. That horse was lathered and freaking out. Monty basically called you a wary ward. You know that? Totally. (laughs) Totally. He's Chill like, out. you're an idiot. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, chill out. But I'm like, I'm, it's a makeover. I got to get him ready. I got to get him ready to go. I got to get him doing things. And, and I'm such like a tweaker about it. He Every almost day laughed I at you. He got something. this close to laughing at you. He was this close. It <laughs> <laughs> was funny. But anyway, <laughs> Scooter's doing great, He's everybody. Laughed. Scooter, when, we... When, when, I was going to say real quick, when Monty Roberts yells at you, your first clinic, when you're in the round bin and you're supposed to be doing join up and he looks down at you and goes... That is not the language of Equus. <laughs> you will cry and you will uh, run back to your car and sit in your car. I noticed now that you're a certified instructor, he yells at you less and he just, uh, he just, he laughs gets at me. He's <laughs> close to laughing at you. Yeah. He holds back, <laughs> but you can tell it's in there. That's okay. I don't mind. La- <laughs> laughing at me is, I'm totally ignoring That's right. We all laugh that. at you every day on the show. <laughs> yeah. so. But <laughs> yelling at me, I can't handle. Nine years you've been laughed at, or 10, 11 years you've been laughed at here in the show. Longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so Scooter in- is doing great. We had him out yesterday again, drum around the neighborhood. And he, you know, it's interesting. Remember, I mean, we have to all remember Scooter was this d- d- half dead pony when we got him. He was, uh, he hadn't been touched. He hadn't had anything done. And now, uh, you know, what is it? Four or five years later, we have him and he's like this perfect driving pony. He used to bolt all the time, um, which was not good when you're on the road. <clears throat> but I had him out yesterday around the neighborhood. Nigel spooked at a a box that was along the road that had a free sign on it. He spooked like almost unseated Jennifer and all the pony did was raise his ears and stop. 
So now we've got him to the point where when he, instead of bolting, he just stops and looks around and analyzes the situation, which is a heck of a lot better off than we were before, where he would just bolt and then figure it out later. Now he, he is determined he needs to figure it out now. So, yeah, we've had him out. Uh, we had deer run across uh, the one place we were at, and he he was fine. He, I mean, he looks, but he doesn't, he doesn't have that instinct to bolt anymore. Which makes yeah. it, by the way, a much lovelier experience when you're driving him, especially right? on the road. It's more fun, <laughs> yeah, for with sure. Traffic <laughs> coming behind you, or, or and the weird thing about Scooter is he's never had a thing for mechanical stuff. Mechanical stuff has never bothered him. It's when a horse runs up, like carts and stuff. No, it's when there's a horse that is in a field, and and if the horse is at the other end of the field and sees us and comes running, ro- roaring down, that's when he gets upset. So if there's a horse that's running in a field, that catches its attention more than anything else. Uh, but we we had a street sweeper. You know what those are with the circular things, and they're really yes. loud? We had a street sweeper. We drove right by the street sweeper, didn't even look at it. Uh, you know, so, and bulldozers, all that kind of stuff. He doesn't care about, he wants to go investigate those. But boy, if it's something running towards him that's a horse, then that's the thing that gets him. Uh, but he's getting better about it. He's not... Uh, He's he's not trying to kill me anymore. So yeah, he's done great, and I just hate, I keep having to remember back to the, when we got him and what that was like. And well, lo- I remember Monty gave you a piece of advice with Scooter, and I thought that's as close as anybody can ca- come to you laughing at you when you're like, he's afraid of the leaves, the, oh, yes. the leaves. <laughs> he and was, he's he was like, terrified. Well, he goes. Bet his stall with dead leaves. Yep. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> I would have never thought of doing it, but. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. And we did. We practiced that. We practiced leaves and we practiced people behind him with, you know, jumping up and down in leaves. Jennifer would get leaves and rustle them all around. And we, you, you know, know what? The, the main thing I took from your whole thing is that Nigel needs to work on boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this like old piece of furniture sitting along with a free sign. And I guess it caught him off guard. He was looking the other direction and he looked and saw it and jumped. Uh, Nigel's an interesting character. Jennifer should be sainted for what she goes through with Nigel. <laughs> well, there's somebody that got married and then went on a honeymoon, and she's one of our auditors, and her name's Jacqueline Burke, and uh, she didn't go on any ordinary honeymoon. She decided to go on an extraordinary honeymoon. Jacqueline, how, when did you get married? What? What? When did that happen? Uh, August 25th of, uh, last August, 2018. And and you guys kind of held out and waited to go on a honeymoon, and then you decided to do a really cool honeymoon. Go big or go home, man. that's right. (laughs) So why'd you decide to take this particular honeymoon trip? Um, so both my husband and I, um, have been really fortunate and traveled quite a bit. Um, he studied abroad and lived in Australia and Spain and Mexico and, Um, you know, we really wanted to go to a place we both hadn't been. So it just made sense to go to South Africa and Zimbabwe. (laughs) Why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah, why not? (laughs) So it was amazing. It was the most incredible place. (laughs) Tell us about it. Where'd you start? So we started in uh, South Africa and Cape Town. So we spent about a week there, uh, did some wine country, rented a car, drove the Cape, which was a terrifying experience. (laughs) And, 
then we did a safari for three days uh, in northern South Africa. And then from there, we went up to Zimbabwe to Victoria Falls um, and spent a couple of days there and then flew back home. So it was definitely a whirlwind vacation. Did you, but there was horses involved. I was going to ask, what, what, what was, what, did you ride? <laughs> I did ride. Yes. Um, so when we were up in Zimbabwe, um, I had kind of like Googled around. I always thought I wanted to do a horseback riding safari. Um, but Mike, my husband, he is very pro horsey on the ground, but he cannot ride. I love Nor him. does he, which is fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he helps groom. He can put in studs, clean stalls, but, uh, he does not get on their back. So, um, but you know, I was like, look, if we go to South Africa or, you know, I really want to try and ride, which is not normally like me. I like vacations without horses. Um, but I found a tour that went along Victoria Falls and they did like a, a half day horseback riding safari. So I ventured out by myself, um, and did that one of the last days we were there. And? So I, if I may, rec I recall you posting in the auditor's page on our Facebook that you wanted to do it. And would I be a big jerk if I left my husband for half a day on my honeymoon? Because I don't want to just walk around. If he goes on a trail ride with me, I don't want to walk. I want to giddy up. <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> so I left him. Uh, the, of course. Pick me up. <laughs> he was fine. He, you know, it had been a long two weeks, so I think he enjoyed it, but actually, so they picked me up from the hotel at 5 a.m. Um, and you know, I had been corresponding with them via email and, you know, they were like, you have to be able to trot for 10 minutes posting and you have to be able to gallop. And I was like, okay, you know, this sounds like more than a leisure trail ride. So we'll go for it. So they took me, you know, we drove around and took me to the farm, which was right like downtown Victoria Falls, pretty much. And uh, pulled in. It was completely dark. I'm with a strange man I've never met, you know, alone in a taxi. It was kind of creepy. And uh, this British lady comes out and she uh, basically starts telling me about the rules of the ride. Um, it ended up being just me. I was by myself with two guides um, who spoke very little English. So it was like totally the ultimate just thrown in the fire sort of experience. Um, so her first comment to me was, sometimes my experience, my very experienced riders are my most complicated because they think they know what to do. But all I can tell you is listen to your guides. And if you come in contact with a lion, scream as loud as you possibly can and don't run away. <laughs> okay. Those are the, the main takeaway from the guide. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this sounds. And that's fine. because your guides are so, running away and leaving you there to get eaten. You're the one that's going to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, well, she said, she said, whatever you do, stand there. And if they tell you to run, you turn and you run as fast as you can. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I hope we don't see a lion. <laughs> um, so that, that was my uh, orientation. <laughs> what kind of horses are y'all riding, by the way? So my horse was like a thoroughbred kind of, uh, I would say Irish cross a little bit. He was a little bit more heavy. Um, but they had everything from like off the track thoroughbreds to, you know, uh, Anglo Arabs and then more like your cob mixes you would see in Ireland and Europe. And the two, uh, guides, they were riding the thoroughbreds. So you'd be the slowest one. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. See, I knew it. Uh, just got to be faster. That. Just got to be faster than the slowest horse. That's yes. all. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and the guides, you know, I asked him, I was like, so did you guys grow up riding? And um, unfortunately, Zimbabwe doesn't have the best uh, economy right now. So, um, you know, a lot of these guides um, just come from the local villages and, you know, are looking for work. So these guys are rough and tough. Um, they had some of the best seats I've ever seen. Um, you know, the one guide, he had this thoroughbred mare and she kind of was pretty spooky. Um, and he stayed on her. He was not going to fall on the ground. It was pretty impressive. But good thing <laughs> so you didn't So what ride did that you horse. see? What was, what were the highlights for you on your ride? Yeah. So we were out for about, um, five hours. It was pouring rain. And I'm, I mean like pouring rain, there was standing water and we were like full on trotting, galloping. Um, so they weren't really sure we were going to see a lot, but we ended up seeing, we came across a male elephant, um, and being next to by an elephant on horseback, they were like seven times the size of you. Um, and the elephants are known for charging. So you have to be pretty careful around them. Uh, and then we saw water buffalo, uh, zebras. We came across a herd of zebras that were running. That was pretty cool. Giraffes, uh, hippos, alligators, um, a few other things, but uh, more of like the antelopes that they have. They have a bunch of different breeds of the antelopes. Um, but fortunately, we did not see a lion, which was just fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> you can see them in the zoo. It's safer that way. <laughs> it's like... You know, we saw, I saw the lion and the leopard with my husband when we did the safari where we were in the, the car mm -hmm. and that they were plenty close there. I felt like, uh, the whole time I'm like galloping around and like, Oh my God, what am I going to do if I see a lion? I just need to remember the rules. That was like <laughs> the only thing that kept running through my head for the five hours. I would have been like, scream and run, right? Scream and run, scream and run. <laughs> no, it's too late. What did she say? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to be that girl. And she said, oh, the other thing she said, too, is whatever you do, don't fall off because then we can't save you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Hold me. I was like, can I have a neck strap? <laughs> So, um, so this was, a, it's interesting that you were out alone. So that tells me that there weren't a lot of people signing up for this particular ride at the time. Um, was it worth it? Would you do it again? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, first of all, South Africa in general, in that area of the world is just, I would probably say so underrated from a travel perspective. There was so much to do. The people were incredible. Um, and it was nice to have the variety. I would definitely recommend, um, you know, for anybody who likes the horses, it's, it's pretty cool to see the animals from like a car. Um, but it's just a very different experience when you're actually, you know, out riding an animal. Um, you're kind of the bait a little bit, but, uh, you know, you just get a different view and perspective. So it was nice to, to break up the different safari experiences I had. But the reason I think I was the only rider, um, this is kind of their off season. Mm. So um, they're not super busy because we went in February. So it's, they're, it's kind of their downtime. Um, 
they tend to be more busier in this our summer. Did you do any so. of the glamping, you know, out in the middle of the plains anywhere? No, <laughs> we thought we were going to, um, but we honestly booked this really last minute. We had, uh, we had talked about it for a while, but had some personal things we were kind of working through. And uh, I just Googled a place, found it, and it ended up being probably the nicest place I've ever stayed. And they treated you like royalty. I think they fed us and gave us drinks eight times a day. It was something ridiculous. So I think if we were to go back, we would do more of the glamping experience probably next time. So oh, now cool. here's the, here's the question. And before we let you go, you are, mm-hmm. it's a good thing you did wait. You've been married for a while. You've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit more. How tough was like a 20 hour flight on your marriage? <laughs> <laughs> they sat separately. Um, <laughs> I will say, so Mike and I have done a lot of traveling. We tend to travel with people though. 20 hours with, so we flew from DC area to Paris. We had a full day in Paris and then we flew back or down to South Africa. So it was like a full 32 hours of traveling. Um, And even just that part, like there's no one else you're talking to. So by after two and a half weeks, I was, I was ready for uh, some new people in my life and some alone time. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Honeymoon See, I, was over. <laughs> I love Mike, but yeah. I, and, I and, you know, unfortunately, we did not sit business class or first class. We did, you know, we were in the back of the plane, I think, in the last row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I met Chad and we went on our honeymoon, we ended up. Uh, trying to fly back from Mexico to Phoenix, but we ended up in Dallas and we had the last flight into Dallas and the first flight out in the morning. And there was only about five hours difference. And I'm like, okay, let's go get a hotel. He's like, I'm not paying for a hotel for five hours. And that son of a bitch made me sleep on the floor in Dallas airport. And I thought it's a good thing. He's already got the ring on it. Cause I would break <laughs> up with his ass right now. If I ever had to do it again. And it, we still talk about how he's like, I know. That was the worst idea ever. I should have just spent the hundred dollars. Got you a hotel room. So I'm just curious, like, because we still talk about that day. <laughs> were you trying to sleep so in the floor we... of a, a place where they're vacuuming? <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I will say for anybody who travels internationally, and if you ever go from the States over to South Africa, you probably need to fly through Paris or one of the big hubs. But a lot of the European cities have hotels where you can rent them for like by the hour in the terminal. So on our way back, luckily the husband was very nice and we got a hotel in the terminal for like four hours. It was great. <laughs> I showered and took a, a good four hour nap. So he's a, he's a keeper. Good to know. Good to know. Proud of him. Really proud of him. <laughs> well, this sounds, this is amazing. I'm glad you guys got to do this. Uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you before I let you go is uh, we had shoulder surgery, you and I, a day apart. And, and I assume that everything's yeah. good if you were riding over in Africa. Yeah, everything's great. Um, I will say for anybody who has an injury and or for the horses, the best thing my ortho said was ice. I think I lived in ice for the first like three months of my mm-hmm. uh, recovery, but yeah, it feels great. Yeah, How mine too. You? Yeah, mine too. I'm, I, I don't even notice it anymore. 
Yeah, we, I feel it was, like that was a really random yeah, question. Really that well, yeah, I've been, I've been meaning uh, to ask her, and uh, you know, she's here, and it's my show, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, wow. thank you for joining us. Thanks, really Fred. appreciate it. And thanks for being an auditor. Are you going? Are you going yeah, to absolutely. Land Rover? By the way. Uh, most likely, yes. So hopefully, I'll see you guys there. Yay! Perfect. Good. We'll see you there. See you, Jacqueline. All right. Bye bye. All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye. bye. Well, that sounded like an interesting experience being out by yourself. Uh, I don't know. Would you rather be away with yourself or with a group in a situation like that? You know, my experience in Ireland was so, I mean, aside from the lions and zebras and things, it was the exact same thing. I was the only person who was on the fox hunt because it turns out fox hunting season hadn't even started and they were just practicing out with the hounds and Cooper's Hill equine who does all the riding in Galway, all the trips. They were like, she wants to hunt. So she'll just join you. So it was the two masters of the hunt and me. And I'm not kidding you. It was way, 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 way fun, way fun. I think I had more fun being with just those two guys than I would have had on a giant entire trip with a bunch of people because you just get all your questions answered. Well, mm. mine spoke English. Um, yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. was a little, so there's an advantage there. <laughs> yeah. But it was really, really cool. So, I mean, it's not like that's going to happen ever again, but I, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of, kind of cool. Very good. Well, while we're waiting for Leslie here, who joins us, of course, every Monday from Eventing in Horse Nation, I wanted to mention that Jennifer and I finally got our preview of the Highwaymen. Oh, how yeah. was it? So we watched, or we t- spoke to John, is it Fusco? Did we John determine? Fusco. Fusco. We talked to John Fusco a couple weeks ago, and if you haven't listened to that, you should. It was a very, uh, it was one of the best interviews we've had in a long time. And he wrote this movie. I'm not going to give any spoilers away here. You'll be fine. Oh, by the way, it's about Bonnie and Clyde, and they die in the end. Uh, so they're, uh, just going to throw that out there. What if I didn't know that already? You just then ruined you, it. Then you should have been in high school longer. Um, <laughs> so so, so um, the Highwaymen is about the Texas Rangers who actually track them down. So it's not about, there have been so many movies about Bonnie and Clyde that he told us he wanted to make this one a little bit different. He wanted to make it from the the Texas Rangers point of view, uh, Frank Hammer and Manny Galt. And it was Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson play those two. And let's just say they are some of the best actors ever. Woody Harrelson has a very complicated role to play in this movie, and he... He plays complicated roles better than anybody I've ever seen. And he plays so many different kinds of roles. You know, we've seen him in comedies. We've seen him serious. We've seen him as a bad guy. We've seen him as a good guy. And in this one, he's kind of everything. And it's just a complicated character. And he plays it so well. Uh, And Kevin Costner's just always Kevin Costner. He's just good. Um, But it was a great movie. It was well done. And the one thing we were watching for, there were horses. There were horses in several different places. Uh, Despite what he said in the interview, he wasn't sure if there were horses. Yes, there were horses. Um, And one of our listeners, auditors, actually, one of her horses was in the movie. Uh, And I I wasn't able to pick out which one because the horses were a very small part. But 
<clears throat> we were watching the sets because, of course, this is set back in what the 1920s and 30s, and it there was no inconsistencies here. We were looking for the anachronisms, and you know, like sometimes diner scenes they'll have a modern ketchup bottle and stuff like that. This was so well done. He did a great you job look writing for that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jennifer especially looks for that. She watches for that stuff like a hawk. Uh, and she'll find it in movies, too. But it was so well done and well written. It was great. When it comes out, it's coming out the end of the month on Netflix as a Netflix original. It's in the movies some places now. Uh, but it's coming out in a couple days, actually, on Netflix, I think on the 28th and 29th. So look for it then. It's well worth watching, The Highwaymen. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not, it's, people get shot up, but it's not gory. It's not anything you haven't seen. It's not, not a gory horror movie. Uh, it's Jemmy would probably be bored because she likes gory horror movies, but uh, it was very well done. It's not a Quentin Tarantino, you know, they shoot them and like blood splatters all over the place kind of thing. Well, there's a little bit. I mean, they are using machine guns, so um, but they kind of hide a lot of it. But they do let you know that uh, Bonnie and Clyde were not necessarily the nicest people. But one <laughs> of the things it reminds you of is they were heroes. All through the South. I mean, they killed a ton of people, and yet the people loved them. So it just, we, we sat there watching this going, wow, it really does remind you that society's been kind of screwed up all along. It's not <laughs> just today. You know, it's been that way for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the one thing, one of the things. And Kathy Bates is great. She has a minor role as the governor. The first female governor of Texas, but she's great. She's always good. I mean, Kathy Bates is always good. Uh, and Very she, cool. you know, even as the governor, she kind of plays Kathy Bates. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's uh, it's, he did a great job with it. So that's the highwayman. And then highwayman. in my house, we watched Spider Man Spider Verse again last night for the 50th time. No, it just came out. Hello. Oh, okay. So we rented it on net, whatever that, uh, you didn't know, didn't you see it in the movies TV. though? Yes, yes, but Chad hadn't seen it, and Lucas and I wanted to watch it again. It's so good. I cried again. Why would I cry in the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse? I don't know, but it did win Best Animated Picture in and the Academy. Award. Jimmy, you've seen, or you guys saw that like uh, once or twice, right? Because uh, JoJo is a huge Spider-Man fan. Oh, yeah. I think we've it's lost her. She's between gone. 5 and 10. I think four and ten, they're all Spider-Man fans. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting for Leslie here, and I don't see her popping on. Oh, Jimmy's back. Okay. Sorry, we were just talking about Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. Did you get a little teary-eyed in the end of Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Jimmy? You know what? It was it, such a good movie. And actually, I was talking about Jordan's birthday party was the other day, and one of his little friend's dad was there, and we were we just went on and on about how that's one of the best Spider-Man movies to date. It is yeah. so good. It really is. It's so, a cartoon, yeah. though, yeah, right? Question short. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's yes, but don't let that dissuade you. It is so good. <laughs> it's they were able to do stuff that they couldn't do if it wasn't a cartoon. And here's what's funny. Uh, I love to tell right. the story of my sister-in-law. Is it's kind of filmed in a weird kind of comic. It looks different. It's not a Pixar. It's more of a comic book type appearance to the picture. Exactly. And my sister-in-law goes and takes her kids to it. And they were all like, meh, it was okay. But there was something wrong with the screen. And so I went to the manager afterwards and I told him there's something wrong with the screen. Just the picture looks weird. And I watched it. I was like, she's such an idiot. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed to look like that. It's a comic book. So. 
they're just not used to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go in there by knowing, okay, this is a, it's just a different thing. But they were able to do so much more. It was just such a great movie. I know I've gone on and on about it, but it was awesome. I'm so glad you liked it too, Jimmy. Well, now, now we're going to have to see it. As you said, it's out now, pay-per-view? It is out in pay-per-view, yeah. All right, we're going to have to watch that. I am not seeing Leslie pop in here, so something must have come up. So do you want to call it a day here? And uh, we'll come back on uh, when... Or I have do have a rendition of equestrian first-world oh, problems. Well, let's do that. Oh, my God. I thought you were about to start singing when you said you have a rendition. I was ready for it, Whatever it was. How about we just play this instead? Uh, Jessica sent the first one in. And, yes, bless her little heart. I don't know how she is able to get through the day because... She says we had to get the Bluetooth fixed in our BMW, but the loaner car they gave us doesn't have keyless entry. What? Really? <laughs> the BMW. What they go to? Car. Junkers are us? Like? Oh my god. <laughs> um. This this one gives me more questions and answers. Beth says, I have the flu and I have to feed the horses and the temporary indoor chicken who clicks his beak every time he wants to be hand fed, which is the entire time I'm in the bath. What the hell the are you chicken doing with the, the chicken bath in the bathtub? <laughs> be honest. Have you brought the geese in with you to the bathtub yet? I don't have a bathtub. I live in a <laughs> tiny home, Glenn. There's a, a four inch, like four, like, I mean, it's got to be like, I have a shower out of an RV. You have two foot by two foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to like cramp your arms together to reach up to scrub your hair. You know, there's no room. Um, Lily says, so right now I want to be outside grooming those scruffy feral looking ponies, but instead I'm writing essays to get into law school. <laughs> You'll be able to pay for them someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> 20 loans. years from now, after you're done paying <laughs> your debt for school loans. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley says, so funny. <laughs> Ashley says, I dropped a piece of broccoli on the floor and the dog we have refused to eat it. So then I had to bend down and pick it up. Okay, let me just tell you, that is a first world problem. And we have that problem. Having a blind dog now. We have to pick up our own scraps. She does uh, not come over and find the scraps. It's the disadvantage to having a blind dog. We've discovered. It's weird going to my mother-in-law's house and like stuff falls on the floor. And I'm like, who's going to get that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can you pick that up? I'm like, really? They'll get- oh, you don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you do count on them for that. You do count on them. Absolutely, you do. Laura says, we're dragging our property for weeds today, but I wish I had a bigger drag. <laughs> property owner complaining. I have to um, do all 50 acres with, yeah. Robin, this is great. I'm getting a brand new truck, but I wish it wasn't white. <laughs> I saw the picture of a brand new truck. She's got a nice Matches new truck. your big old white horses that yep, you own. Yep, Um. Oh, we had a listener, Kara, who was at, by the way, if you have an equestrian uh, problem, it is first world. And also these are submitted by our auditors. So if you want to submit a first world problem, uh, join the auditors Facebook page. It's, this is where I get all these 
fantastic things. I don't, I don't, I, they're not made up. Somebody is actually submitting things like this that like they, they're literally complaining about. Um, Kara says we're at road to the horse and they changed the program yet again. So we're watching seven Colts and our ass is hurt from sitting in the altec arena. <laughs> It's too much entertainment. Yes, too much, too much to going watch. on. <laughs> April says, my husband got a job at Tractor Supply for some extra side money, but he gets a discount. So I'm sure I'm going to spend it all right at Tractor Supply. Yeah, girl, I'd have a billion chickens if I had a discount at Tractor Supply. Or I had to go in there. I just can't even go in. Um, Brenna says... Yesterday, I couldn't decide what color tack I wanted on my horse. His purple reflective set, purple with Navajo overlay, plain purple, or his new Robin's Egg blue set. So I used the set I already had at the barn, which was the purple reflective set. Girl, what on earth are you riding? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's an endurance thing, right? To have all the colors like that. Okay. Endurance and cross country. Yeah. Um, Karina says, I haven't, (laughs) I hadn't ridden in a couple of weeks and I got inspired by Elisa Wallace's YouTube blogs of bareback riding. And then I got dumped. (laughs) 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 I do. I get it because you like see something, you're like, I can do that. And you go outside and you're like, I can't do that. It's a terrible idea. Kayla says it hasn't been warm enough to let my actual baby meet my horse yet. And I want to take cute pictures. That's kind of a, <laughs> it's a real problem. Um, Let's see. I got Lisa says I had an enormously stupid job offer to work for a new exciting company. So I resigned and now my current employer and my potential new one are fighting over me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you had, you know, I kind of get that because you have your heart set on leaving, right? And you're going, I want to leave, but then they offer more money. And it's like, well, I already know this. But then you kind of get pissed that they didn't offer you more money before you threatened to leave. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's so many mixed emotions there. Go to your boss today and say you're going to quit. Yeah. what happens. (laughs) Um, Haley says, I invited my friend over to watch horse movies and my husband was so sweet and downloaded international velvet for us. Well, we sat down and we put it on and it was all in Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Do you watch movies where you have to read the subtitles? Oh, I do. I I do. If they're like, you know, really good. Because what you find yourself doing is just reading and not even looking at the pictures. Like I could have bought the book. I know you do. You don't. <laughs> then you have to remind yourself. Oh, I'm supposed to be watching actually what's happening. But you find yourself just reading the whole time. Now I know what foreigners go through when they're watching American. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. One, a couple more. Ellen said, "We just had our offer accepted on a horse property, but now we're too busy trying to get our current horse house ready to sell, and I don't have any time to ride." Girl, I gained like ten pounds when I moved here because I spent so much time doing nothing on my horses that I just—it's a mess. You got to figure it out. Figure it out, girl. Make time. Um, let's see. Haley says, before I bought my horse, I made a budget to see if I could afford him. Let's just say the budget was wrong. Help me, I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that's, I think that's good. Uh, Sharon says her husband offered to put French drains in her arena this Saturday and they mapped it out and they rented a trencher and they get everything done. And then it starts raining and like rains so much. And she said the first world problem is she has her own arena. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kayla has to get a new horse and she hates horse shopping. That's it. That's it. That's all I can take of y'all's whining. (laughs) Can't take any more complaining. <laughs> and Leslie apparently is having Skype issues, so that's why we weren't able to get her. I've just been messaging her on Facebook here. So Skype issues being like, you know, I'm laying in bed and yeah, I don't, I don't feel up. like uh, turning it on. So yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an issue, and your computer won't turn on. <laughs> so thank you everybody for joining us. Tomorrow we have the Western episode with Tara, and then uh, Wednesday Jamie will be back, and then Thursday we have the grooming episode. Liv will be back and. And doing the grooming episode here on Thursday. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jimmy. What have you learned today from the show, by the way, Glenn? What have I learned? Um, What have you learned today? Run fast if a lion's chasing you in Africa and don't be (laughs) last. Yep. Good one. I've learned that I have to watch the new (laughs) Spider-Man movie because you both really liked it. Good one. Um, I learned that... I have some advice to impart. Yes. Well, okay, so this goes to the first world problem about having two companies fighting over you. Just something to keep in mind. I had two companies fighting over me, my new and my old, and I chose new, and I moved over, and things were great for about three weeks until they closed the department. Well, just a word of advice. I, I actually got a, a different radio job too in Atlanta, my last job, and they offered me a, just a butt ton of money. And it was like kind of a step up and it was going to be more responsibility. And I get there and they made me do all the work and I ended up quitting because I hated my life. So I get it. Um, sometimes stay where you are. Sometimes move forward. You got to be the judge. But I learned today that I need to calm down. Yeah, Monty sure. Has worry, worry, weenie. That's right. Yes. And that the highwayman is going to be very, very good. And cameras can be pooped out by horses. So it's been an educational day. Spay, neuter, geld, everybody. Have a good one. I like that, what we learned today. We should do that every show. It's, it's a new part. It's a new, new section. It's a good job. Sorry, Leslie. Catch you next week. No, you won't. You don't pair. You don't pair anything. Shh. <laughs> don't tell her.